Good morning. Good morning, wherever you are today. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are across the world. We thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for sharing and listening to these podcasts that we're doing here at Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You've got Simon Pinchbeck and myself, and we just welcome you today, wherever you are today across the earth. You can find us on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Buzzsprout, straight out of the barrel of truth. You can go online, you can see us in many other areas, picking us up in a few places, sorry, I should say. The second book is on its way. First one is out. Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. Morning, Simon. Good morning, Ben. We're in. It's great to be back. Uh, it's a little bit windy out there, but we've survived. We've got we made it. it. <laughs> we got, got through the passport control. And we're got ready. through the passport yeah. control. Got into Swanley. <laughs> Are you going to get out? We do not know. That's another question, really. <laughs> That's a question on its own. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, life's hard, isn't it? Uh, life's tough. It's and and. And the more you get into this Christian life, the tougher it gets, Ben, doesn't it? Seems really weird, doesn't it? Strange yeah. times. But with that comes victories. With that comes Amen. a closer relationship mm. yeah. with uh, the Father through Jesus Christ. And then really that's what we want to talk about this morning, Ben. The, the title of, uh, um, of this set of talks is, is Fighting Talk. And really, you, you can't get into the fight without you getting prepared so this is something called we're going to call the believers' war room, Ooh, and the war word. room, Ben, is where we get ready for battle. And, the war room, and yep. the war room basically is on your knees, on your face in prayer. So it's coming before the Lord. It's coming for Him in prayer, and just even in the stillness, isn't it? I find what's interesting in the scripture is that uh, it mentions that before we've called, He's answered. Now, a lot of people will take that and manipulate that for for material gain when actually it's all spiritual. So even when I'm tired, even when I'm weary, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit intercedes for us with with moans and and words and with a communication, putting it putting it lightly with without our lips moving. God knows what we need spiritually. But the war room is a place of just oneness with God, isn't it? So even if you go into that war room and you, you sit in that chair or you sit at your desk or whatever you call that that private space and you, you say, God, I'm just, I'm tired. I think you're right. I think it has to be a private space, man. I think it has to be a space where you really, you, it's just you and the Lord. Uh, and, and whether you do it on your knees, you have to adopt a, a pose of prayer, really. You know, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, on, on your face, wherever, coming before the Lord and realising exactly who you are before him. And what the relationship is, and it's it's a two way conversation, Ben. It ain't just one way. So we're not, you know, sitting down, babbling out stuff, and then getting up and, and walking away, so, because this is your father. That's important, isn't it? Like you're saying, it, it's not just a a shopping list experience. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Yeah. It's Lord, will you help me? Will you guide me? And then to sit and to be still, and over a period of time, through the Word of God, God speaks through His Word, doesn't He? And we know we know God gives visions and dreams. We we get all that sort of stuff. So it's always good to go into this war war room, this position with the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take the Bible with you because take the Bible with you, <laughs> and don't have it on your phone because you know what happens it's on your phone. You no. get distracted. There'll be a WhatsApp email, message coming. There'll be an email coming. There'll be all sorts Amazon of stuff. order. 
because that's that, that that's interesting. You know it. Yeah. You know it. We've done it. Yeah. In the, we've been in the preaching and all that. When someone's looked, oh yeah, yeah. What do you want? And there's talking. So phones are very distract, uh, distracting, aren't they? They're, they're terrible, uh, especially you know. in in that in a place like that. What? So what do I go in with? I go in with everything, but nothing. What I mean by that is I go within the Word of God and I leave all the gadgets. I leave everything else and I try. To just get into this position of prayer and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me focus. Because another thing as well, do you ever find that when you go into a war room in a position of prayer, your mind starts wandering? Oh, yeah. You go very easily distracted. We're weak people, aren't we? So we're battling that as well. (laughs) Yeah. A thought will come in and you've got to say, Lord, just take that thought away. Because it tells us, you know, we can take our thoughts captive, doesn't it? You know, we can choose what we think. You know, um, so we've got to be careful of that. But then, then phones, you know. Um, I remember uh, speaking to a church leader who um, who he had his uh, congregation in like a theatre. That's where they met. And uh, there was a screen outside. And he thought it would be a good idea to put the service on the screen. Yeah. Until he saw when the camera panned round to everybody who was in the congregation, most of them were on their phones. Yeah. Now... People have their Bibles on their phones, don't they? But some. But it doesn't give a good picture, does it? Don't paint a good picture. So why? I wonder why we've come away, coming off track a little bit. I wonder why we've come away of. I think it's the press of the enemy. Come away from the paperback version of the Word of God because there is something so powerful. Simon's got one in front of us. I've got one just down there to my side that we use a paperback version because it's correct, isn't it? A, a electronical device is. It's a very easy distraction. But when you've got the Word of God in front of you, all you've got is the Word of God. But it's all that you need, isn't it? It's all that you need. So it's, we go into churches and we say, you've got a Bible. Oh, no, we ain't got no. We've got something about me, though. You can read this about me. <laughs> so the Bible is critical for the war space. The, I think the so. Prayer room. Yeah, your Bible is, yeah, and, and, and the notebook, really, because... You know, the Lord's going to say things to you and yeah. you're going to feel things. He's going to direct you to certain scriptures. And um, if you don't record them, then they're easily mm. forgotten, aren't they? Do you know? Yeah, so talking about a bit of journaling going on, a bit of writing down, making a few notes and just making a few points. So a prayer space is an opportunity, isn't it, to draw aside and to take time out and to meet with God. It's like a uh, an area that is just dedicated <laughs> where you can go and pray, you can be still... And it's just an area, and I think the area is just recognising that I'm going into that position. I think you're 100% correct. It's something you don't have to prepare for, you just, you're there, you know what you're So there. you could use your car, your van, couldn't you? Yeah, as long as you've got a private yeah, that, space. That, that quiet yeah. space But I would moment. say, you know, don't, not while you, you can pray obviously while you're driving, of course you can, you know, and, and great things happen, but there has to be a time when it's just total concentration. Yeah. On you and the Father, and you and Jesus, yeah. and, and feeling what the Holy Spirit. There has to be that time. Now, if you can, I would say, <coughs> make it um, early in the morning, so it, it, it kicks okay. off the day. Yeah. If yeah. you can, you know, some people can't. But let's go into the Bible, um, ben. Hang on a minute. we got a Bible. <laughs> we have a Bible in the church. I'm sorry, I'm so flippant sometimes. So a prayer space is a very important space. And now Simon is going to open up the Word of God. And we thank God for the power of prayer, don't we? 
Well, what's he say in, in, in Matthew 6, Ben? What does Jesus say? He's on the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. Now, let's look at this before we comment on it. And if I take it from the top in Matthew 6, um, he talks about deeds, and then he goes on to prayer. And first of all, he says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Which is well, so <laughs> there'll be a lot of people out there media. not getting a lot of reward <laughs> from the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Look, you know. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you go. Do not put it on the internet. Do not, do not. It doesn't say that in there, but it's, it's typical yeah. of the day's thing. Do not shout about it on Facebook or put it on uh, TikTok. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, before um, for you, as the hypocrites in the synagogues in the streets, and they have they have got their they already get their reward. They have their glory from men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Wow, yeah. That your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Now, on the, right on the back of that, Jesus goes into saying this, and when you pray, you shall, you shall not be like the hypocrites. And he uses that word a lot, hypocrite. He, he does use that yeah. a lot, yeah. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they already have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you openly. So that's verse 6, isn't it? The reference yeah. is verse 6 of Matthew chapter 6. But when you pray, go into your room. So it's a designated area of just quietness with no distractions, with no gadgets, no TVs on the wall, no radio playing. Just just a space that so you're recognising that I'm committing this time, I'm committing, I'm, I'm, I'm handing this over to the Father. It says that there, yeah, and then your Father who sees uh, what is done in secret will will reward you. Well, it's upside down, isn't it? We use down. social media to go, I'm announcing what I'm doing to the world by announcing what I do to the world that I think that God's calling me to do. It's upside down, it's the wrong way out. I shouldn't be telling... Look, look at David. I think King David, the shepherd boy. David... We didn't know that he fought bears and lions. We didn't know what he had done until he actually spoke about it. So there's things and stuff that goes on in secret, isn't there, that no one knows about. No one knows about. Until a set time, but you will find that that set time is after the event has taken place. How did you get to this journey? Well, I used to spend two hours a day in prayer. For for 10 years, I didn't mention anything. I just just pushed in a quiet space. Because that's faith, isn't it? Going into a room... Not looking for any social media likes, not putting, I'm going into prayer now, guys, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We put everything out on display when actually the charitable and the spiritual should be done in quiet. And I'm not talking about church services, I'm talking about the personal connection with the Father. But that's how the world does it, isn't it? The world Mm. shouts and the world. Where we are at this moment in time, the world shouts wants you to shout about everything you do. Everything, you know? yeah. So the world wants you to shout about 
you know, this is what you're achieving, this is what you're doing. But Jesus said, no. He said, no. He says, go into this quiet room. He said, speak to the Father. Speak to the Father. And it's exactly what Jesus did. Because if you look um, in in Mark, um, Ben, he he, he says, he said, early in the morning, before anyone was up, he was out. He was out. He was talking to his father. That's right. So he is our example, isn't he? So I, yeah. So if I'm looking now, another interesting thing that someone brought up is this conversation about prayer. People will say, "I don't actually know what to pray." But a little bit further on in verse nine, and what we're looking at, Christ gives us this model prayer, doesn't he? So I don't need to go into this war space. Don't need to go into this place that I'm calling a, a prayer closet, a, a certain area, with just me and God, with with a load of 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 like a shopping list because what Christ says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 and when you pray do not keep keep on babbling like pagans I've been in prayer meetings and I've been I've been a pagan prayer pagan babbler yeah babbling 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 for the sake of making a noise very good point very interesting point I've been in the same things and I and and you know why are you saying that? Are you saying that because you want to be heard and want people yeah. to hear you? Uh, but he says, he says, don't do that. Don't do that. Look what he says in the scripture. He says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. My goodness gracious me! And, and you know, you said to it a little bit earlier. You said. Um, Oh, uh, I pray every morning for two hours. Well, you know, the thing is, just in the passing comic. That's right, yeah. I don't think you need to pray for two hours. I think ten minutes of quality prayer is... is Actually, I don't pray. That was just an (laughs) analogy. (laughs) And I find, as Simon is saying, that it's literally, Father, can you help me today? Please, uh, can you take the temptation? Can you take the fear? Can you... Can you help me to think right? Can you, can you please? Because the less of the words, you're going directly to that place that you've got to get to. But if I'm like a pagan in a prayer meeting, and we've all been in prayer meetings, and me especially have led prayer meetings where I've almost written the prayers out and trigger points and words, and I could babble, I can talk for the best of us, let alone pray. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm realising... Not, I'm not saying that God doesn't listen, but what all this stuff is very challenging because God says, don't babble, don't make a noise for the sake of making a noise. I know your heart, I see what you want, so just be still and ask. Don't use 20 words when two will do, Ben. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly, isn't it? And, and the thing is, you know, so people go, well, you know, that's great, but how do I pray? Well... The first thing in my mind that should come out of your mouth is praise and worship to the Lord. Yeah. Telling him how much yeah. he means to you. Telling him how much that you're not worthy to receive him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, through his son Jesus. Saying to him, you know, don't look at me in the flesh. Look at me through Jesus. Because we're all 
sinners. Oh, mate. All sinners. All sinned and fallen short of his glory. And I love that fact. Yeah. We should be praising him, you know, telling him, you know, what we think and how how grateful we are to him for his Mm. grace, his mercy, and his patience. And then we need to ask for forgiveness, don't we? Oh, Because we can't go, you know, we need to ask for forgiveness. So you want me to go into a prayer space with a Bible and ask for forgiveness? Yes. Isn't it simple? Father, forgive me. Lord, I have sinned. Lord, I have said, I have done, I have thought, I have gone to, blah, blah, blah. Lord, I've got arrogance, I've got pride. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter because that's the beauty of it is you are in a safe space. Because you're in that prayer place. So you can be completely honest without the church folk going... Listen to Pastor Ben. Oh, what did he think the other day? We thought he was a leader. Saint. <laughs> we thought he was completely Saint. holy. He comes in church floating on his holy segway every Sunday. Wrong. I come in yeah. with a skip. I come in with a baggage, with everything. And, and, and it's, it's, this is what is so beautiful about the Word of God. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our traits. He knows the temptations. He knows our fears. He knows our worries, and he ju- he is just saying, just come into that place, just come into that place, and sit and be still. Open the word, open my word, and let that word speak. And, and and there's nothing more that the father likes than you telling him how much his son means to you. So you, we can tell the father, thank you for Jesus, Amen. thank you for giving oh. us Jesus, because. Without Jesus, we're nothing. You know, he, he died for our sin. He rose again to save us and accept us. Mm. He led us to the Father. Through him, Amen. we have yeah, access yeah. to the Father. He separated us from the world, and he's coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead. He's, oh. he's, he's <laughs> Hang on. I haven't heard churches preach on that one, Simon. He's coming to judge the living and the dead. Have you got the right Bible? <laughs> I thought we was going to be absolutely jumping up and down when he comes back for us. Save me, save me. No, I'm afraid he's not going to come to save you. He's come to judge the living. That's what, it, that's what the scripture tells us. See, that developing that intimate relationship. And, you know, for some people, the word intimate might, you know, uh, might be a bit scary. Yeah, a strange word. You know, I'm, I've got to form an intimate relationship but it's a close relationship it's a father-son father-daughter relationship that's right that that we're trying to develop here and what that does that will enable the father if you come with the right heart the right spirit if you come with the right heart and the right spirit it'll allow the father to do a work in you for his purpose so it goes round in this circle, doesn't it? So you come into this prayer place, you bring you bring all your baggage, you don't be frightened of sharing anything, you're just saying, Father, forgive me. And, and as and over time, and you open, and you've got to be careful you say this, haven't you? Because we're living in very unusual times and people can manipulate words. When I say you, you open yourself up to the Father, you are being vulnerable, but you're not vulnerable because he's already got you. So you've got to be careful because there are certain um, presses out there that talk about your body is a gateway and your body is a gateway to certain areas of life. But what we're talking about is being open and honest before the Father and saying, dear God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for, I worship you, I praise you. And as you worship and praise him and as you confess and you bring everything to him, isn't it interesting when you think, when you come into this private space that you're not going before a priest and putting your washing on the line for him to judge you and tell you what to do. He says, just me and you. Me and you. It's what 
Jesus has accomplished. As when he died on the cross, that curtain was torn, torn in two, wasn't it? So, yes. You know, and, and we all remember in the <laughs> film, The Great Story Ever Told, John Wayne as a centurion going, there truly was the Son of God. We all remember that. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so here we've got that access. We have the access through Jesus access. Christ to the throne. Now, Simon. Wow. Ben. That's amazing what you said, but also when you when you say access, there are ministries out there that are abusing the word access, doesn't it? Because they say we have access to the Father, and then they use the <clears throat> the manipulating of preaching and motivational speaking, and they will make it sound like that you've got that access for materialism and for health and wealth and the prosperity gospel. So you got we've got to be careful, haven't we? Because we have access, but it's only the access for the will of the Father. Yeah, totally. Not not you don't bring your shopping list yeah, to, to him. Job. No, that, that that's the truth, Ben. And, and um you've got to be careful too that there's no man can give you access to Amen. The Amen. No man, no 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 one. Uh, no human being, no false idol, nothing can give you access. Who gives us access? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the, the life. Truth and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. So no Everything. ministry, no no church, no these are all places and things that that maybe can develop that, but where the rubber hits the road is in the private place in your place in your special Amen. place yes when you you know whether whether it is you get up early in the morning and i say it's getting up worth getting up a little bit earlier when no one's around just mm. get in your face and do the business with the lord for the day because that's when you prepare yourself you know yeah. that's when you know you can use uh, ephesians um yeah uh, uh, and put on the full armor of god and that's wow. where you can you can Get yourself all fired up for the day before you even step out of the house. Mm. You're already, yeah, of that relationship with the father. And father, what are we going to do today? Do you know? Yeah, that yeah. is what where the father wants you to come to. Yeah, interesting points. Interest, really, but but it's simple, isn't it? It's not. I'm thinking of <laughs> certain cultures that that make such a massive event out of pagan noise and loud yeah, chanting yeah, and just right. chanting then you get into trance don't you you get into you, you, you get into that mantra so yeah. just because it's labeled up as prayer meeting 24 hour prayer and fasting we have to really be careful of who the leaders are and what i'm going into because is that really for god or mm. is it a cultural trend is it is it got historical stuff because when you look at what we're looking at. Christ is just giving us the major key to everything. But look how short the Lord's Prayer is. It's, it's not going to take 24 hours, is it? And he says, don't go into that place and babble. And you've been in some prayer meetings and they sound quite satanic, can't they? Oh, this chance yeah. and this, yeah. you can feel the vibe. You can, it is a, it's a, and you think, my God, it is, and you they're know? calling the Lord into things that yeah. he, he shouldn't have anything to do with, you know. So, yeah, you've got to be, you have to be very careful. It is, you know... So the safeguard, what I'm trying to get to, is the safeguard for any believer 
is not go to, yes, we've got to go to prayer meetings, but I do this at home. I might have a place at work. I might have a place in the garden. I might have a, a place somewhere I can go, and it's just me and the Father, me totally. and the Father, me so, and the Father. Uh, what I'd say, and I don't know whether I'm being controversial in this at all, man, but I'd say... Um, Congregational prayer meetings and uh, are not a place for your own private thoughts. Really. No. So this is this is what this, is, ve- this, this is this is a personal. This, this is a believer, an individual. Yeah. And then I suppose if you've got someone that is a confident that you can go, do you know what? Let's just pray together. Yeah. Yes, I fully believe that. I understand that because the reason I get that is because Christ is speaking to the individual here. But as you look at the individual, we are the body. So he's saying go into the quiet space. There's a time for, um, let's say, corporate prayer. There's we're, a time for corporate prayer. We're, pr- yeah. we're praying a blanket prayer. But then well, there's a time yeah. for... But obviously, people will come into church, and when the Spirit of God moves on them, they will throw everything out, which is fine. But some people, well, the scripture actually says, do what you're doing in the secret place. In the secret place, and that's where you develop that intimate relationship with Jesus. You, how can you develop an intimate relationship when there's like 20, 30 other people in the room? And, and the you thing can't. is, yeah, that's right. And the thing is, as well, not everyone in that room is for you. So when you're in that room, Airing your washing on the line, someone will go to you later on down the line. Do you know what that was? Did you hear him in the prayer meeting? So you've got to be very careful. Yeah, you've got to be very careful. Not that you've careful. got anything to hide, but no. who you share and who you trust. And also, you know, we have a, a culture of social media, really everything's going on on WhatsApp or whatever, and people are asking for prayer all the time. On, can yeah, you pray with yeah. Really, the Bible tells us, you know, if one or two, just two people come in my name. You Amen. Know, yeah. So, you know, the amount of times you see, oh, can you pray for me? I'm going to have an exam or I'm going to do this. And, mm. and on it, brother, you know, on my knees. But no, you're not. No. Little emoji comes up of praying hands. On it. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. No, you're not. No. You're just going to carry on doing, your, so doing that, whatever you're doing. So there's another interesting point there, isn't it? When someone says, can you pray for me? Yes, of course I will, brother. <laughs> it's like... You've got, I think, you know, in, in life, you've got half a dozen really close friends. Mm. And, you know, if you need prayer for something in your life or someone else's life that that's, a, uh, that's associated with you, I think you just mm. contact those people and go, yeah, look, yeah. can you pray for so-and-so? Can you pray for me for this? Mm. Just you know, and, and then that's fine. You know, you called you called your trusted people who you know yeah. into. But if you put a blanket thing out, you're going to get so many people and going, "Oh, all these people are praying for me." No, they're not. Yeah, they're not, yeah. my friend, because people don't have the time. They'll they they yeah. respond all the time. I've got one guy um, on the um, uh, on, on Facebook. If I put something out, it's just three little praying hands will come up. No, well, what does that mean? It means oh, it means I'm busy. And I've just clicked into I've social media. To you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, it's, prayer is the most powerful weapon that will destroy the work of the enemy. Not because, now I've got to be careful how I say that, the enemy's work is already destroyed because of the cross of Calvary. I'm, I'm saved by grace, but there comes a point where 
where I've got to be stripped back of everything. And I do believe God is stripping back many people in the church. And prayer, the corporate prayer room, the corporate environment, the stadium prayer, the the mass hysteria as well and the noise is being stripped back. And this is what's happening, I believe. God is bringing us back to the beginning of what prayer should be, the quiet space. The, not the lonely place because you've got the Trinity, you've got the deity with you. So I do believe that God, and this is a good good opportunity because lockdown has given us that, is just to have a few moments, as Simon has said, and just coming before the Father. Because interestingly, how does Christ open up the Lord's Prayer? Our Father. It's look, done, isn't it? This if, is done. If, if you want, look, please look. In the, in the Gospels and see, just have a look, see what Jesus did. He, what he did, mm. he put that he put that relationship with the Father first. So it's key, isn't it? It's key. Jesus it, did nothing without, without consulting the Father. I can do nothing without the Father, but I and the Father are one. Are one. Work that one out for a moment. So he's <laughs> recognising that the Father is the Godhead, but also he is the Son but then he's bringing adoption into that, which is mind-blowing in itself because Christ is the image of the invisible God. So if this Christ, our God, our King, is the image of the invisible God, and then if, if he gives us this model prayer in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 through um, to around about 14, he says, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. That flattens Lucifer. That just destroys everything, doesn't it? And, and the thing is, you know, the, the, that is a, an instruction of how to pray. And you don't just repeat that, our Father in heaven. That is not, that is not the communication. That is an instruction in, in how to pray. And the thing is, Jesus said it, and Jesus did it on his face before his Father. Yeah. On his face before his Father, and he said them words, Ben, in the garden. He said, not my will, but your will be done. And, and that's where we've got to come to. That's where we've come to, isn't it? That's where we've got to come to. And what to me, it, a great place, if we're, if you, and you'll find, and if you, you'll find some place where you yeah. can, and God mm. will make a way, I'm sure, if there's not a way. Amen. You, you know, and, and look outside the box if you're, if you're living with a number of people or whatever. Look outside the box. You'll find a place to go, but it's a great place to commit your life to the Father, to commit your life to Jesus every single day, really. Mm. So you, it's a recommitment to the, to the Lord. Father, I'm yours. Mm. Not my will, but you, you do with me what you want. And, you know, we're not asking him for a whole list of stuff. We're just saying, Father, I just need you. I just need you. I could do nothing without you. I just need you. Wow. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your patience. I just need you. I love you. I love you so much. You are number one in my life. Mm, God. I love God. you. I need you. Just direct my path. Wow. I'm trusting you with all my heart. This changes everything to do with prayer, doesn't it? Because for so long, Simon, the church has put so much weight on us and me as a leader. 
prayer meetings have got to be long, they've got to be noisy, they've got to be shouting, you've got to be hollering, all types, you know, we've all been there, said there and done it, and with the character that I am, that doesn't help things at all. But when I'm just looking, as Simon's been speaking, I've been looking at the Lord's Prayer. So short, but so powerful. It says it all, Ben, doesn't it? If Jesus gave me this model, and all of us, why do I need to get a book on prayer outside written by man? Why do I need to get a manual on 101 ways to pray? Why have I got to listen to these cultural trends of all this stuff when I've got the Lord's Prayer? This is how you should pray. He says it in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the first thing we do is we praise the Lord. We praise our Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. We praise you. Because... As we said before, you can't take your next breath without the Father saying. No. You know, he's given you everything. Everything you've got mm. has come from the Father. So we just want to praise him and tell him how much we love him. We want to develop that personal relationship and have a heart for God and put him first. So, so what you're saying, Simon, is God is the centre He's the Father. And then on the outside of that, we see Christ on the outside. And everything that Christ said, he said, your will be done. I can do nothing without the Father. So if we make the Father, this is, this might sound a little bit strange, well, of course, but but I don't believe, please forgive me, you know what I'm saying, the broad brush here, the church is telling us and showing us the way to the Father. Because if, if I was shown how to get to the Father... I've got everything. Totally. And, you know, if you, if you listen to some, uh, we've said it before, you know, we we lack really good teachers. But if you listen, listen to some great teachers like Derek Prince and people like that, they'll tell you that the treasure isn't finding Jesus. No. The treasure is letting Jesus lead you to the Father. Because Jesus is the way he's the way he's the way but the father is christ so the love of the father the love of the father so when you put it all together i I think what's really interesting is studying christology to understand who christ is because then you see his sovereignty his power every everything that is the father and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us so when when i when i study and I look at Christ and, I, and I'd work all this stuff out. I've got everything in Jesus. Jesus is the Father with the power of the Holy Spirit. So with the deity, the Godhead, I, I have absolutely everything. So in all fairness, I don't need another manual on prayer. You don't. I just need the relationship with the Father. If I can put it this way, Ben, it's like... You've got a, a huge crowd of people, 20, 30, 40, yeah. 100 deep. Yeah, yeah. And you're right on the outside. And the father is in a place beyond those people. You can't get through. You can't, you can't get, get through. through. You can't They've get got through. They've got their stewards' vests on. They're stopping you. The police are in riot gear. They're stopping you. Everything's stopping you. And then you look behind. You get a tap on the shoulder. And Jesus comes in front of you. And as Jesus walks, the, the crowd. crowd just parts. 
crowd parts and you're into the throne room before you know it. So, so, so walking with Jesus gives us access to the throne room. So Jesus is the is the access. Jesus is the arrow. You've got to be very careful how you word things. Jesus is the arrow that will punch through the crowd. So if I keep behind Christ, keep in Christ, keep your walk eyes with on him, Jesus, keep my eyes on Jesus. He was yeah. going to take me to one place, to Father, to the Father. So it says in uh, Hebrews chapter two, uh, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two: Keep your eyes on the Author and the Perfecter of your faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We owe Jesus everything. And that's why we should give praise to Jesus in front of the Father. Amen. Because the Father loves his Son. And he just loves it when we love his Son too. We owe Jesus everything. You know, he, he, he... he died for our sin. Our sin put him on the cross. Amen. Yeah, so yeah. he died for our sin debt. Mm. He rose again to save us. But not only save us, he accepts us. Mm. And and he, if you allow him, he'll lead you to the Father. He'll lead you to the Father. Because if you read the Gospels, he did nothing without consulting the Father. And he went away to a solitary place where he and the Father could speak. Yeah, you know. and he, he left the three. He left the three sitting on the sidelines. Sometimes we've got to leave the three and the more sitting on the sidelines and just go in and seek the Father. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else shall be added unto thee. It's so, not rocket science, Ben, is it? It's simple. It's simple. So so what I do now is I, I look at Christ, I study Christ, Christ's relationship with the Father. That's all that's needed. I don't need another manual. I don't, don't need to go and spend manual. spend another five thousand pound in going on a course, doing this, doing that. All I need to do, but my relationship is already right with the Father because He saved me by grace. He looks at you through Jesus. Once you once exactly. you've accepted the filter Jesus, of Jesus, He looks at you through Jesus. But He wants more than that, Ben. He wants you he to does. come to yeah, yeah, to yeah. Him yeah. through Jesus. Jesus has, has made the way to the Father. Yeah. And we know many people correlate their their relationship with with their heavenly father through their relationship with their earthly father, but follow Jesus. Follow, follow, he, follow, he, follow, he, follow look, Jesus. He will take you to one place. We've said it. He will take you to one place and one place only. The Father's arms. The Father's arms. And actually, when you follow Jesus, you're following God. You're following God, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you, so all all I need to do... All I need to do is keep my eyes on Jesus, keep myself in the Word of God, and and and, and even on a, in a private study time to study the relationship, the example we see between Christ and the Father of the communication line. I can't do anything without my Father. Uh, your will be done. Your yeah. your purpose, your plan, the, the Father's will, the Father's will, the Father's will. Jesus is our example. We owe him... Mm. Absolutely everything. And, you know, you get a few people that go, oh, well, the first thing I need when I get up in the morning is a, is a cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. And, and that's great. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I love coffee and I'm, uh, the best of times. But we need to get hooked on Jesus. That's right. Than hooked yeah. on coffee or anything else. We need to get hooked on him because... He is the way. He is the way. The he'll, truth. He'll part the way. He'll lead, you to, the he'll, he'll lead you to his father. You know, he'll present you to his father. Here's Ben. Father, here's, here's, here's Ben. 
to come to see you today. He's here. He's here. He's here. And the father will go, come on, Ben. The prodigal. Come on, Ben. Isn't that interesting with the prodigal? The father. The father. The prodigal. The prodigal son's. The father's arms, and it says, even before the son came to his senses and made his decision to go back, the father see that he was on his return anyway. So the father has everything wrapped up, dealt with, sorted out. But I just got to make a step. I'm coming. I'm and moving. Thing, and it is a two way. It is a two. It's a two way conversation, mm-hmm. Ben. When you get to the father, you know because. You might not think you're worthy enough. You might not think you're, you know, you're good enough or whatever. But wow. Jesus has made that way. And the thing is, the Father sees you through Jesus and listen to what He's got to say to you. Amen. Listen to what He's got to say to you because He will say, you know, you are my son, you're my daughter, and I love you so much. But He will say. We don't want you involved in that stuff you're, you're involved in. You will get that feeling, that sense that some of the stuff that you're involved in, you've got to drop, you've got to let go. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The advocate. And that's why it all comes together, Ben. Because that's you've got the deity, so the Father, yeah. the Son, the Holy Spirit. So it's seeking Christ, it's walking with Christ, being being a believer, not a churchgoer, not, and, and, and just trusting God. And the more you trust him, the more you walk with him, the more you realise the failings, the more you realise the the issues that are, are around you. But the more you seek the Father, the more God will reveal to the challenges of life because he is holy. He says, be holy because I am holy. So, so by seeking the Father and coming to Christ, what it does, it throws open so many things as well. But yeah. there's nothing to worry about because it's all been nailed to the cross but it, it, it's the realisation and the reality of, as Paul writes, so wretched man am I. Why do I do the things I hate and I, and I can't do the things that I should? So the physical body realises that there is eternal God and many will experience that they, they might find that as they seek Christ more and as they look for the Father that their body, they feel very strange. That is not because there is a separation because nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's the body and the mind and the physical me realising that he is so holy. He is so holy and so powerful. And by grace, we have been saved. And, and I mean, that, that grace thing is absolutely phenomenal. And But it's the grace is undeserved favour. So God cannot wink at sin he can't ignore sin so if no. you're involved in sin or you're involved or you look like you're going down that route god can't be involved in that no. and that's why he'll say leave it alone drop it leave conviction it alone. that's why ben this is the believer's war this is where you prepare for the day that's why we just mm. take one day at a time we can't we can't how can we you can't sort plan of, can we you can't plan you can't plan. you can't plan ben so we take one day at a time and you're right. Right at the start, we said we go into the war room with the Bible. The Bible. The Word Bible of God. is God's battle plan for us. Amen. And if you don't listen, if you're in the army and you don't listen to your general, you go off rogue, it don't work. That's you right. Can't, you yeah. can't go off rogue, off track all of a sudden and do your own thing. It's not going to work. Stay in the battle lines, in the battle guides. Stay with the Come on. The leader. Stay with the general. Stay with 
Christ, your eyes on him, and just feel them arms of the Father wrapped round you. We need the guidance of a Father. Yeah. And, and even more so these days, we need the guidance of a Father. We're in a nation. We're in a nation of... of uh, we're lacking fathers, aren't we? We're lacking fathers. If you let the Father, if you have a conversation with the Father, he'll tell you who he thinks you are. He'll tell you what you are. Because he warrior. made you. You're a warrior. A yeah. warrior. He'll tell a you you're warrior. a warrior, you're my son, you're my daughter. In you, I'm well pleased. This is what we're going to do. We're going to mm. do great things if you put me first. If you put me first. Yeah. So it... <laughs> It's all about, it's all about knowing the Father. And, all about knowing the Father. But what's important to get is that people might say, well, it's too big for me. It's too big for every one of us because God reveals. Paul writes very clearly that this gospel is a mystery to the human being. But by revelational knowledge, God reveals at his time. So I haven't actually got to worry about knowing Genesis to Revelation. Jesus says, just believe. So I believe. And so when I go into the prayer room, I believe from Genesis to Revelation. I believe in the fundamental points of Christianity. I believe that he is the King of kings and the Lord. I believe he died on the cross for me. I believe in sanctification. I believe that God is sovereign. And as I get these fundamental points that the church generally are not preaching, I suddenly realised there is a relationship that has formed between me and my father without working at it, because God reveals it. God reveals it, yeah. I mean, and it's a relationship developed through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. By following his son, Jesus Christ. By, you know, people will go, I want to know what the God's plan is for me, I want to know my destiny. Well, your destiny is to follow Jesus and get as close to him as you can. Yeah. So the Father looks on you completely as he looks on Jesus. Ben, this is so important, mm. I believe, for any believer to have a war room, to develop that relationship with Jesus, to let him lead you to the Father, to have that conversation with the Father. This is the answer. Wow. This is the answer. And why is it so important? Jesus said it. Yeah. Jesus said it. Yeah. He couldn't say it if it wasn't so important, would he? No, it, and he not only said it, he did it. That's that's another that's another subject, isn't it? He done it. He done it. He done it. He was obedient. He didn't waver to the left nor the right. He just stayed in the plan. He was the plan. He is the plan. <laughs> he, whatever yeah. way you look at it, he stuck to his own plan. And what was that plan? The plan of redemption for for all of for us. all of us. And redeemed. The, and the most amazing thing is that everyone can have that relationship with the Father through Jesus. And why can I have it? Because he gives it. He is the one that gives. It's what the Father has wanted man to come and woman to come back to him. Yeah. From since the garden. Since yes. they strayed in the garden. The first He's, the first falling point. The redemption plan, the plan of hope, it was already predestined before Adam and Eve were created. You can find that so clearly. This God stuff is big, isn't it? It's, it's enormous. It's huge, Ben. And and of course it's huge because we've got a massive God, haven't we? But the thing is, it's not complicated. The way no. that we look at it is not complicated because God 
want, right from Adam wanted man to come back to him, the father, mm. and he used his son Jesus to make that so simple for us. Mm. But it's so difficult. It's so difficult. accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, getting on your face, man, many people, you know, I've heard it said, you know, I don't get on the knee to know, but no. the knee to know one. But isn't it interesting that, but as we're bringing this to a close, Simon mentioned, and I'm going to quote the scripture. He has the greatest name, the name above all names, and at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow on the earth, under the earth, through the earth. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But isn't it interesting how, over the last number of months, year maybe, that there's been a certain movement that has been trying to get us to bow the knee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a worldly movement. Very interesting, isn't it? How everything is global now. Global bowing the knee, globalisation, save the planet. So we can see everything, can't we? Bringing us to a place of, of this, this antichrist. So when we... Now, it might be a bit of a strange thing to finish on, so, but what I'm trying to get to is there is only one name that we bow to, and that's the name of Jesus. So it's Jesus, isn't it? It's Jesus, it's Jesus which yeah. gives us access to the Father. As soon as I get to Jesus and to the Father, I got the Holy Spirit. And all of that combination, Jesus will set you free from that world. Yeah, order, that world. That order wants to bring you... To do to and do to be. the world stuff, because it's pushed God out of the world, so mm. it makes its own gods, and a lot of time it makes you a little god. But Jesus, as has smashed that to pieces. So you just follow Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus. Let him lead you to the Father. Enormous. Absolutely. Simon, we've hit the button. We've hit the We're button. there. We're there. Well, We're well, there. Well, well, We're there. We can talk. This is a subject we can talk we can on. We'll keep talk talking. On because it's so important. Man, you know. What a message. Prayer. The war room. You and the Father. Not you and... Not you and you and you, <laughs> your own deity. It, it's so easy, though, isn't it, Simon? It's not complicated. And we're not, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate to anyone listening out there: we're not talking about hours on your on your phone. No, we're talking about quality time with the Father. Yeah. So, if anybody wants that prayer that we spoke about, it wasn't written by Simon. It wasn't written by me. It wasn't written by any bishop. It was written in one of the synoptic gospels matthew chapter 6 and it is from verse 9 through to 14 the most powerfulest prayer humanity could ever pray our father in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debtors as we also forgive those uh that against us lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for you are he's the king isn't he he's the king yeah. we've made it we've reached it we're Simon thank you so much Ben thank you so much <laughs> God we love you it's yeah. been so good thank you to everybody here hashtag Christian straight talk and the title of today's podcast is the believers war room you can find us on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Buzzsprout and all the other social media platforms. But although we say follow us, like us, we don't mean follow us and like us as gods. We say just just, just follow us and just see what your comments are. But you've got to follow Jesus. Yeah, 100%.
Done. All finished. God bless. Amen. Good night.